Hello, hockey fans, and welcome to the Dan K Show presents Junior Hockey. And I think our podcast this week um, is going to be a little different. And after some discussions between Dan, myself, producer Lena, um, and some close friends and family, we have sort of uh, decided to set the tone early here and and just kind of introduce what we're going to be talking about. And what we're going to be talking about today is going to be drawing a lot of parallels and a lot of inclusion with what is very obviously going on all around us uh, in the United States and what has spread to the rest of the world right now. And that is the ramifications, the outcomes, the sort of explosion of emotion that has resulted from the killing of George Floyd. Um, this is something that we have discussed at length about what is our place. And I think that that is a conversation that many people with platforms are having with themselves right now. I think all across corporate America, we have, we have seen the results of that with corporations standing with Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter movement, um, you know, putting out statements and the like. And, you know, what we decided to do here at the Dan K Show was to collect our thoughts, collect our feelings, and wait until we had something actionable to present to the folks at home. And that is something that we will go into depth, I think, a little bit later um, and will be part of the focus of our show. Because what we have come to realize is that we are no longer just a couple of hockey guys from Jersey. And even our podcast, even our platform is a platform that is enough to stand up and speak up and bring to light some stories that some people may assume have happened, may not even know or are part of the game of hockey, but there is no platform too small to speak out against injustice. And with that, I would like to turn to the host of the show, uh, my very good friend, and someone who has, along with myself, producer Elena, and many of you who may be listening at home, had to grapple with a lot the last couple of weeks. That man is Dan Kay. Dan, welcome. Lucas, first of all, great opening to the show this week. And this is going to be a show. It's going to be different. It's going to be us delving into a topic that is something that I will tell you, as I've looked in the mirror this week and, and last week, and I've, I've thought through this, and we've all talked through it, and I, I've talked with many folks around the game of hockey, it's, it's something to yourself, you know, it's, you, you grapple with the idea that you haven't had the conversation sooner, you know, that it, it takes the lengths of something of George Floyd or any of the, the thousands of cases around this country to really to light a fire, right? And to, to, to kind of strike that match and allow the conversation to begin. And you feel it should have happened earlier on a personal level. But today I'm, I'm happy to say that we're on a good road here and we are on a, in, a, in a great place to really help champion voices that need to be heard. And, and our goal, folks, with the Dan K Show is simple. We are here for you. We are here for the player. We are here for the parent. We are here for the coach. We are here for the future of the game of hockey. And the funny thing about the future of the game of hockey, the funny thing 
about so many of these young men that we meet nationwide covering the sport of junior hockey, covering college hockey, is that they're the future of this society. They're the next step. And, you know, we sit here all the time and we, we want to talk about taking that next step as a society. We want to talk about the things that we need to be doing. Well, this generation gets it. This generation understands it. And we need to allow their voices to be heard. And it is something that Lucas and I take very seriously is the well-being of each and every athlete we cover. You know, we had folks reach out to us via direct message who wanted to hear our thoughts. We have players that grew up watching us, asking us, what do we think? What do we make of this? What are we going to do for that player out there that is dealing with this every day, for players of color, for players who have had to take a route that most of us will never understand to get to the next level in this game. And folks, the next couple of weeks, we are going to be working hard. And the next couple of months, we are going to be working hard. And for the rest of time, man, until this game is for everyone, man, we are going to be working to get those voices out there to make that path one that is clearer, that is ready for each and every athlete. And this game is better when all are playing. This game is better. The more diversity it has, the more areas of the world that have made it to the ice. I mean, you look at the game of hockey for years and it's the language of hockey we talk about. You can have a Swede, you can have a Canadian, a French Canadian, and you can have a guy from Dallas, Texas, all on a top forward line. And Lucas, they cannot speak the, a, a lick of the same language, but yet they go out there and they combine for 180 points in a season. Why? Because the language of hockey speaks louder than anything else. And that is a language we need to make for everyone. And we are happy to be working for that. Lucas, I'm so excited for the next couple of weeks to come. Absolutely. And, you know, in the intro, I, I spoke about, about something actionable and, and what we have been busy putting together is a bit of a roundtable conversation. And I think the reason that you're seeing roundtable conversations happening in so many different formats, uh, you know, throughout the entertainment industry is because it allows many voices to be heard at once. And so what we've, we've been putting together is a couple of roundtable discussions with young players of color, especially with African-American players um, still involved in the game, who have left the game, who have moved on to different aspects of the game. And we are just going to give up our platform to have them tell their stories. And, you know, it, it's something that may seem simple, especially in the face of, of everything else that's going on. But, you know, we had to think about our audience and our audience is, is you. It's the hockey player. It's the hockey parent. It's the coach. It's the scout. Um, you know, it's, it's the family of these hockey players as well. And so we wanted to keep it to the game of hockey and we wanted to shine a light on some of the experiences they have, because we are all from so many different places that you might not even realize what's happening. So we wanted to make sure that we had something that we could do to raise up, to amplify these voices um, and to allow them to take center stage in this incredibly, incredibly historic moment in our country. And what I want to remind folks at home 
this isn't a political issue. This isn't politics. This isn't left. This isn't right. This isn't up. This isn't down. This is, this is human rights. And this is the idea of all people, all people being allowed to flourish in a world. And that's what this is about. This is about creating opportunity and no longer oppressing. This is about working together and this is about getting out in the world and affecting change. And that's what this is all about. You look at these great people around the country that are fighting for what they believe in. You look at these great, these great athletes that we work with on a day in and day out basis. And folks, the stories I have heard from black hockey players around the country, not just within the USPHL, but outside the USPHL, folks in the ownership ranks, in the, in the coaching ranks, folks in the executive ranks of, of the world of hockey around the world, and you hear stories about what some players had to deal with, how some players, the first time that they found out that they might be different than the average hockey player, was at nine years old on the ice hearing a parent shout at them. I have shed more tears in the last two weeks than I've shed in a long time listening to these stories, hearing these young men bear their souls and, and talk about how much they still love this game, how much they care for this game, and how much they care for this country. This isn't, this is, this is ultra patriotism, folks. This is making the world, making our society a better place, and this is making our game better. This is not a question anymore. This is a time for action. This is a time for us to all band together arm in arm. And this is a time to make this world a better place for everyone. Hockey, we've said it in our speech. We will say it on each show. Hockey is for everyone. For everyone. It is for everyone. Right now, you look at the NHL, less than 5% of the NHL is made up of players of color. Less than 5%. And I will tell you, there are so many, so many great athletes out there that maybe never turned to hockey because they never knew it was an avenue or it wasn't an option. You look at someone like Jason McCrimmon, who works, he's a co-owner of the Motor City Hockey Club. He is head coach of the Motor City Hockey Club. He runs the Detroit Ice Streams. I went out there and you want to talk about tears, man. I shed every one. When I went out and saw the work that Jason McCrimmon was doing, he's been featured on NBC Sports. He's a top 40, under 40 in the game of hockey. He is a guy that has absolutely made the game accessible for young men and women in the city of Detroit and surrounding suburbs. He has made the game accessible to folks who never would have had a chance, never would have had an opportunity to hold a hockey stick, to strap on a pair of skates, to lace them up and get out there and play with their friends. And the work that guys like Jason McCrimmon are doing, there needs to be more. We need more. And the way we do more is to highlight that work, to put a spotlight on it and allow the world to see just what can be done for our game with programs like Detroit Ice Streams. Lucas, it's, it's a world of hockey that is set to grow. I mean, you look in the NHL level, and you look at the professional hockey level and you see the Hockey Diversity Alliance formed with Akim Alou, as well as Evander Kane being set as the co-heads, your executive committee of Trevor Daly, Matt Dumba, Wayne Simmons, Chris Stewart, Joel Ward. I mean, this is an incredible group they've put together. 
of gentlemen who are not just looking to create opportunity in the game of hockey, but create opportunity in the world for black hockey players, for players of color from all walks. And, and it's just a, you, you see the steps being taken, Lucas, you hope that the leaps and bounds are coming next. Yeah. And it's, it's been great to see the, again, the actionable ways that the NHL has, has really come out in support of what's been, you know, what is honestly a, a bit of a weakness in this sport. And whenever they're, it's not diversity for diversity's sake. And, you know, I think that's an easy, an easy counter argument that you is sometimes brought up and, and that's not what it is. It's that the game is strongest when all people are playing it because there are, you talk about, Oh, well, we want people from certain areas of the country because they play certain styles. Well, you have people who have different perspectives on the game of hockey and they're going to bring the perspective of, the players that they watch, the players they idolize. And, and it just, it's one of those things, Dan, where you like to see the NHL putting these initiatives out because the game grows stronger when it includes more people. The game grows stronger when it includes all types of people from all areas of the country. And I think our, our country as well is at its strongest. You know, we all learned growing up in history classes that America is a melting pot, that the, the inclusion of all these different historical um, backgrounds these heritage heritages excuse me uh is, is the strength of the country and that needs to no longer just be words and i think what we've seen from the game of hockey is an actionable commitment to making that a reality yeah and i mean you look at this lucas and it just tends to be kind of on repeat what we see each each time this issue is brought back up, it has been spoken about ad nauseum. It has been spoken about at length, but yet the action just doesn't seem to be there outside the game. And inside the game, the action is starting to come, and, and folks are starting to put in the work, and you're starting to see it. And now what we need is the buy-in from everybody, every player, every coach, every owner, every league. I mean, this is no longer a – an individual issue. You know what I mean? This isn't, this isn't the, this isn't a question for PK Subban to answer. This isn't a question for Evander Kane to answer as to how this gets fixed. This is an answer for us all to work together on, especially people in positions of power. It's the best opportunity this game has had to make large strides towards bettering what it can do. And I think about this and I think about this world and, you know, people always want to talk about this as if it's not a modern day issue, as if it's, it's a one-off or as if this is something that has subsided. It is an issue that is here in front of us today. I absolutely, absolutely hurt for the city of Minnesota, for the people of Minnesota and the city of Minneapolis and the people of Minnesota. And I, I sit here today and, I hope that we can all love one another, you know, and, and that's, that shouldn't be difficult to ask. It shouldn't be difficult to ask each other to kind of, to come together, to look at one another and to realize that we are all in the same boat. We are all in the same race at any time. I mean, we, I mean, you look at the times we are in that what our country is going through. You look at, you look at quarantine, you look at, 
a country shut down, trying to restart itself, trying to find its way through. More than ever, we need each other. We need to be able to lean upon one another. We need a partner. We need a teammate. Each one of these hockey players, we look at each one of these hockey players and we talk about this isn't an individual game. The individuals will not be found. The individuals, when a scout looks at an individual on the ice, guess what? That's not the guy they're looking for. That's not the girl they're looking for in the women's game. They are looking for the team player. How do you make your line mates look? Are, are your teammates better when you're on the ice or are they worse? Are you a nine goal a game guy and your teammates are losing 10 to nine each game because you're leaving people out the dry and your plus minus is still a minus one, even though you lost 10 to nine. I mean, it's, you can take that same team mentality and put it into the real world. It needs to be put into action. And I just, I've seen players banding together and, and Lucas, we have some amazing, amazing voices coming on to speak to us, whether it be Jordan Shannon. I mean, Jordan it has been such a big help. Jordan Shannon, a former Richmond general, a former Hampton Roads Whalers in the Hampton Roads Whaler in the USPHL. He's with the University of Kentucky Hockey Club. I mean, he was one of the two, he and Gary Eastlack, who got us out to University of Kentucky two years ago to cover a game. And he is one of a kind when it comes to just people and to hear his stories, to hear what he has dealt with just to stay with this game, just to get to the level he has gotten to. Talk about a guy flying a plane filled with anchors and he has soared. And you just, you can't, you can't imagine, you can't imagine what he's had to deal with. And I cannot wait to see a world where a young Jordan Shannon can make his way through the ranks like any other player, Lucas. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's some of those incredible stories that I, th I think that we are going to try to, to, to give way to. And I, I think that's the best way to describe what the upcoming content is going to be. We, we will not be moderating it. It is going to be, I think, entirely sort of self moderated by some of these players and, and just as an opportunity to tell what their experiences are um, unfiltered, unedited. Um, I think it will be uncomfortable. And I think that that is the point. Um, these are stories that should make us feel uncomfortable. And I think feeling uncomfortable is the, is, is the first step because when you're comfortable, you don't change. When you're uncomfortable, that's where the change begins. It's a desire to not want that situation to happen. Because how can you look a player who is 12, 14, 16, a former player, a person who's playing in college, or even a coach, and look at these people and tell them that either they don't belong in the game or that they shouldn't be striving to make the game better? There's no way to do that. and you know, one of the other conversations that Dan and I have have had at, at length is how much do you dive into it in the game of hockey? And, and, you know, for those people who have been close to the game of hockey, I think we've all either seen it or we've heard about it. And for what it's worth, this conversation should have happened sooner because we've all seen it and we've all heard it or we've heard of it from people. If you've been close to the game of hockey, you know that this problem exists. And instead of shying away from it, we can now take the chance, especially better late than never, to come in and try to change the game 
for the better for everyone. And I think, Dan, I, I want to get into a, just a quick discussion because, again, we don't want to turn this into two guys from Jersey talking about this issue and we want to leave this for the players and that's what our content will be focused on. But, Dan, I think one of the interesting questions here is, is we have both grown up as hockey fans. In the last six years, we have met people of all stripes from all areas um, of the country from everywhere around junior hockey we have we have made inroads and contacts and talked to people and you know I, I think one of the interesting things that I'd like to get your opinion on is is where do you think this has to start does it start from an organizational level with some of these nationwide um, umbrella organizations does it have to become or does it have to start from from you know, the lower level from coaches, from parents, from scouts who, you know, have to break the cycle with their young players or as a coach or as a scout with their biases or their preconceived notions of players from certain backgrounds. Lucas, I mean, that's a, and that's, that's a million a dollar question. question, isn't it? That's it. <laughs> and, and I, and I think about it and you know where I say it starts, I think it starts on the ice and I think it starts with every player. And I think about, for me, I think about a young skater. I think about the guys that we work with day in and day out. These young gentlemen trying to change their lives using a pair of skates and a hockey stick. That's what I think about. And when I say the player, I don't just mean the player. I mean their parents. I mean their, their guardians. I mean their upbringing. And, and, you know, we all have to work together. And we have to have a difficult conversation at home. We need to have a difficult conversation with ourselves. We need to have an internal conversation. The amount of conversations I have had in the last two weeks, whether it be with family, whether it be with friends, whether it be heated discussions with folks who might not have shared my, shared my worldview or my thought or my feelings, or maybe just folks who, you know, this, they're so close to this. They're, they're so hurt. They've dealt with it for so long. And, this conversation has to be had on the players level here. And when the players accept one another, when the players can look at this game and they can see that everybody, everybody's a hockey player, everybody's a person, everybody belongs on that ice. Everybody belongs to have that stick in their hand, ready to play that game. Their skates laced up. That's a huge start. And you know what? The organizations, the leagues, top to bottom, all the way down to, to mites, kids skating for the first time, learn to skate. You need to have more people out there, like a Jason McCrimmon with Detroit Ice Streams. You need to have more people in positions of power who understand this issue. And that's something that I hope we see here, that I hope will start to come about, that we'll start to see more people in decision-making positions in this sport who understand this issue. Lucas and I, you, Lucas, you talked about it. You, you, said, you said to the folks at home, we don't want this to be a situation where we're out here talking about this issue because we want to champion this issue, of course. We want to provide a platform for this issue, of course. But it's not our conversation. You know, we don't, we don't have every bit of info. We haven't had to live through this. We haven't had to experience this on a day in and day out basis. And it's a privilege that we have shared in Lucas. And this game 
it is going to be the game of hockey. You know what the greatest thing about the game of hockey is? It is family oriented. It is a small group. It is billet families. It is traveling the country together. It is traveling on that bus as a team. It is shoe checks at the restaurant. It is a beautiful family oriented game. And we need to remember that even if we're not wearing the same jersey, even if we might not look the same or speak the same or even talk or even speak the same language, we are all hockey players and we are all humans. We are all people and we matter. And, and each one of us do. And, and that is something that is, is going to be huge. And I just, Lucas Rosa Park said to bring about change, you must not be afraid to take the first step. We will fail when we fail to try. Let's all try. Let's all try a little bit, folks. I know. I get it. It's, there's some folks that we don't, some of us won't get it. Some of us won't understand it. But we can try. And I ask you to educate yourselves. I ask you to have those conversations. I ask you to treat everyone the way you want to be treated. And let's, let's really put our love of this game in the forefront here. And let's make it the best game possible. Yeah, and I think one of the, the, the most important things is that it can start with something certainly as big as organizational mandates. and reporting systems and things like that but the real pressure is on the individuals so to the a lot of the players and the parents and the coaches and the scouts it's on you now you know the the mandates are words unless they're put into action so if you want to talk about what can be actionable what's actionable is your behavior what's actionable is what you do when faced with a choice right? What you do when you are faced with something that challenges your biases, or when you're faced with a close friend or family member who behaves in a way that you don't support, not for, like Dan said, political reasons, but that, that is acting in a way that doesn't grow the game, that doesn't grow society, that doesn't make sure that all people have equal footing. So to, to parents, players, it is time to have the uncomfortable conversation. I want you to stop and think and think about someone who, if they were sitting in the room and listening to this with you, you'd have to have a conversation with them. And we can all think of somebody. I would almost guarantee that each and every person has somebody, whether it is a parent, whether it is a relative, whether it is a friend from high school or for the players in high school, it may be somebody who you do know, whether you hang out with them all the time or some of the time. But that person is the person who now needs to be confronted with a conversation about why they think, why they believe the way they, or why they think the way they think, why, why they believe what they believe, and really challenge that. And it can be done in a rational way. It can be done in a way that is productive. And it needs to be done because there are certain things that we can debate. We can debate, as we like to say in the Dan K show, whether pineapple goes on a pizza. In New Jersey, we can debate uh, whether it's called Taylor ham or pork roll. We can have the always friendly debate about which pizza, Chicago style deep dish or New York style thin crust is better. But human rights are not a debate. 
And I, for one, am no longer interested in having that debate. I'm no longer interested in, in sort of letting that continue. And as a result, I think of what has happened we can say to ourselves, should, it, should this reaction have happened sooner? Absolutely. But can it happen now? Yes, because we can't necessarily do anything about what we haven't done previously, but we can start today. So I think in that sense, we all the, the burden falls on every single one of us individually to really impact and impact ourselves locally and affect some change. Um, this is the opportunity. This is the time, and we cannot allow ourselves to wait another minute, another hour, another day. Lucas, I, I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, and, and really well put. I, I asked the person at home here. I asked whether player, parent, coach, anybody. I, if it, whoever you are, if this conversation makes you uncomfortable, ask yourself why. You know, it's we're all people. We're all people. And I am tired of a world where we forget that. I, I was born and raised in a town with almost all, almost an entire white population, small town in southern New Jersey. And I remember going to the city with my mother. She, she worked for, at the time, Bell Atlantic, now Verizon. That tells you how old I am. And I walked into her office on, on Take Your Kid to Work Day. And I was nine years old. And I teared up thinking about this story the other day. It was the, the first time that I had encountered a, a black child in my life. Nine years old. It took nine years. And I walk into my mom's office. And the first face I see, it's Tyrone. And, and he says, hello, my name's Tyrone. I said, hi, my name's Dan best friends off the bat. He made a joke. He said, my name's Tyrone. It's like tie your own shoes. And I loved it. I cracked up nine-year-old. I was, I was crying, laughing on the floor. We made friends. We, we hung out the entire day. At one point in that day, a parent came up of another child in the office and said, man, that is beautiful to see you two boys hanging out. Thank you for hanging out and being friends with one another. I had no clue what she meant. And the privilege of not knowing why that was a beautiful moment for someone in this country, the privilege of not having to feel that is something that when I think about today, it really paints a picture. When I was 12 years old, I remember walking out the backyard of my friend's house in that small town with a few friends. And his neighbor was running for the mayor of our town and wanted to create opportunities for more diversity to enter our town, for more people from all over to enter our town. And we stumbled upon a burnt cross in the woods behind his house. That wasn't a century ago, ladies and gentlemen. That wasn't in the deep south, ladies and gentlemen. That was New Jersey. This issue exists in our world. I am happy we're talking about it, and I am sorry it took until now for us to do so on our platform at this level. It is not political. We care about each and every player 
that we encounter each and every family we encounter. And we are asking you to do so as well. And I think, uh, I think one of the biggest things as we sort of bring this podcast to a close um, is just to remind the folks at home that it starts with each and every one of us. If we're all used to the phrase, if you see something, say something. And it's not just in the context of something suspicious on a New York train platform for us East Coast folks. It's, it's everything. If you see someone who is making someone else feel less than, then it is up to you. There's not going to be anyone else that's going to come to your aid. There may not be a number you can call, but it is absolutely up to you to say something. Um, and part of, part of that is going to be the next couple of weeks of content on the Dan K show, the next couple of months of content. And as Dan said, what is going to eventually uh, transfer into a regular fixture on the show. Uh, it is easy to fall back into our old routines um, as many people who are have been without the gym for the last three months of quarantine know it is easy to fall back into not going and and losing all of the progress we've made, but we cannot allow ourselves to do that on this issue. Um, so we will continue to work as hard as we can, and we encourage everyone at home to continue to reach out to us. As we've always kind of said, the Dan K Show is, it's us, right? You're not getting a social media team you're not getting uh, advertising and PR managers. You are just getting the Dan K show when you reach out to us on social media. And so we encourage you to do that. If you, if you need resources, if you need advocates, we are here. As we have been advocates for players who want to succeed in whatever path they want on the ice, uh, we want to remind you that we are also advocates for players in other ways as well. We will always advocate for you. We will always promote you. We will always amplify your voice whether it is a, a shootout dangle, whether it's a great pass through the zone, or whether it's a story that you feel like needs to be heard, we are the platform. You can always reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the underscore Dan K Show. Let us help you amplify your voice and get your story out there. Lucas, I will skip your parting words and I will go to mine to close out today's show. We love each and every one of you out there. We don't do this for fame, fortune. I mean, we don't travel around in the Dan K mobile to all parts of the country, driving all day long, each and every weekend for fame, fortune, or whatever. We do it for the love of this game of hockey, for the love of this country, for the love of each player we get a chance to watch out there on the ice. And we are here to make the experience as good as it can be, whether we are at in the, at a USPHL showcase or an individual game, or we're out at the Tri-State Collegiate Hockey League's conference tournament, or we're at the University of Kentucky at midnight calling a hockey game, we're, we're there to make this a better experience for you. And we ask you now to make it a better experience for all those who play the game. Whether you're a parent, you're a player, you're a coach, you're an owner, you're a league, you're an organization, or you're just a fan. Make this game as great as it can be. Make this game a wonderful experience for everyone who laces up the skates. And remember, we are all humankind. Be both. And I thank producer Lena for creating some art that put that out on her Instagram. And, and I, I ask you to be both, human and kind, and do it every day. Do it every minute. 
and continue, continue to move forward. We need to continue to take each step forward, no matter how hard, how uncomfortable, or how confusing those steps can sometimes be. Educate yourself. Inform others who you don't think have the information they need access to and love one another. This world is a beautiful place when we make it that. Keep watching The Dan K Show. Please reach out to us, www.dankshow.com. If you have a story you think should be heard, if you are a voice that you feel has not been loud enough, reach out to us. Let's talk. Whether you want to talk privately, whether you just need someone to speak to about it, whether you want to hop on the show and, and have a platform to talk about your experiences. We are here. We are always here. We are a resource and we can't wait to continue to cover the greatest game, the greatest sport, the sport of hockey. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching everything we do. And we ask you to keep watching the Dan K show. I'm Dan K. And when Dan K is on the mic, it's always hockey night.